Welcome to episode 29 of Scuba Obsessed. We'll have our normal episodes of the show, including the scuba in the news, Where's the Oil Now, a golf update, Florida official stress safety, scuba bylaw passes despite opposition, scuba unit out of action, search and rescue goes deep, and Shark Week. How are you doing today, Jim? I'm doing great, Darren. How are you this evening? It's been a long week, which makes it all that much better that it's Thursday. I am sure ready for this week, and I'm sure ready to get some diving in. And before we can yeah. do that, we're going to have to talk about a little bit of scuba. That's a good deal, too. So let's go ahead and jump right into the news. Uh, first article will be, where is the oil now? An update on the Gulf. And this is not the article that I wanted to find. I found one that had some excellent tidbits on it. But uh, I was at a spot I couldn't bookmark it, and I went looking back later. And you think I could find it? Not a chance. There's only 5,900 articles in the last week on <laughs> oil eating bacteria in the Gulf. Uh, what's kind of going on is now that we've got it capped, and I don't think we're quite out of the woods yet, but uh, now that we're not in as much of a dire situation with more oil being poured in, uh, the question is uh, turn to cleaning it up. And what some are noticing is that there doesn't seem to be as much oil out there as they expected. You know, some of it uh, may have been dissipated by the storms. Others, they're, they're saying, evaporates about up to 40% of uh, the, the parts of the oil will evaporate, the volatile substances. Some of the worst parts do evaporate. And then also they're saying that the bacteria is eating it along with the dispersants. So uh, I, I went looking for a few articles talking about it. And this one uh, says that the, that the uh, bacteria has, has eaten up a lot of it. Uh, they've been trying for years to to generate this bacteria to eat up the oil spills, and they said the uh, microbes are actually doing quite a bit. The skimming operations, it's... there were 4,000 boats involved. Uh, up till now, the, the, the crews were on, would only pick up about 1% or 2%, which is pretty normal. I'm sorry, Jim, I, I talked over you. No, I just it, it's a fascinating article because it really goes in-depth into uh, to some of the... Um natural ways of of cleansing the spill uh, so go ahead i didn't didn't want to interrupt there oh n no problem uh so but, but that just that's it so i'll let you read the article if you want to really get into it uh this one's got some scientific uh research in on it uh the the you know the, gosh you know it, it's it's such it's such a disaster but you have to be amazed at what mother nature can tolerate when we goof up uh how much how much it, it can clean up on its own. I don't. I, I, I think we still got a long ways to go till we see what happens with the spill. But you know, hopefully she can can undo what we've done. Right, and, and I think that uh, we're sometimes a little bit too uh, um, a little bit too high on our own horse of of what we can do, and, and it's all from humans and because of humans. Um, uh, yeah, there, we give ourselves. Huge ability for the the earth and nature to to be able to to self heal, I guess, is it, yeah. if you will. Well, we give ourselves too much credit for being able to alter our surroundings because yes. we can build structures and pave roads and stretch the Survive sky. And yep. Yeah, we we think that that's everlasting, but we're on this planet for such a short amount of time uh, that we we really, in the end, don't have as much of an effect as that we think we do. 
So the, the next article is by the, uh, the Florida officials are trying to stress safety for scuba divers during their two-day lobster mini-season. And if you've been following this for the last few years, it's always terrible how many people or how many fatalities there are during this time of scuba diving. When this, you know, when scuba diving should be a hobby that we all enjoy and we come back safe, it seems mm-hmm. a disproportionate amount of people get injured during this two-day season. So uh, the Florida officials are stressing, you know, everybody to, you know, to go easy to train, get some refresher score courses if you haven't done it. Uh, they, they blame some of the increase in fatalities on people only diving for the mini lobster season. Yeah, so, and, and does it just bring out that many people only for that, that it just just absolutely uh, drives the numbers? Uh, is... Well, I don't know. I mean, we somebody might say that we got the same thing up here in in the north with some of our hunting seasons that you have people who don't yeah. do anything all year they're couch potatoes and you know they they go out and they hike up the mountain road and head into the bush and then before they know it they're having a heart attack and they can't get back out so i'm sure they've got the same thing with the mini lobster maybe some people this is the only reason they scuba dive which right. i mean i can understand why they would enjoy doing this as diving but i i would think you know as much as we love it that you would want to do it for more than just this reason for this this one event but also i think maybe people are just living their lives and time gets away from you and it's a good reminder to go out and dive but please make sure that you're you know you've got your gears been serviced it's in proper condition mm-hmm. and uh that you're you're ready for the diving and then this this next article is and and i and jim and i before the show we're talking about where in the heck is in this full and uh, this is this is up in Canada. It's the scuba bylaw passed despite opposition. And focusing on scuba divers, a new bylaw discriminates against the sport. President of the Ontario Underwater Council told Innisfil politicians Wednesday. And here's some of the details. Under the new di- bylaw, docks must be used for unloading and loading of boats, not for long-term parking. Boats cannot be parked overnight in a town dock without special permission from the park or recreational department. Goods cannot be placed or stored on a dock except temporary for loading and unloading. So, so far, you know, all, all those make sense. But here's the one that gets the divers upset. Scuba diving is not allowed from a town dock between May 15th and October 15th except by permit for special events or training activities. <laughs> that sounds that sounds pretty rough, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, totally not allowed. Yep. Except so, by permit for special events or training activities. So you couldn't do a pickup recreation dive, you know, there, period. So they, they, they it sounds like it was a pretty energetic conversation going on about this. And it's it sounds like it's a lot of tension built up on both sides to come up to this event. We understand you want to control access to docks, but believing that signaling us out of the larger population of public is not fair should be the same for all users, which makes sense. Uh, they, the new regulations will force scuba divers to get permits to use town docks. Uh, there's no information on what they're going to allow for those. 
uh, you know, how do you go to get a permit? Uh, it's come, and the the town has said the reason why this is going on. This has come from a lack of respect from scuba divers. I have been confronted by divers. I'm fed up with them telling us we can't use our own docks. They said divers continue to break the rules for their own sport, which endangers, endangers boaters and swimmers. Now, how does a how does a diver endanger a swimmer? I don't. I can't picture that. Um, so yeah, you know, we, we've got politics involved. So you're going to get a little bit of excitement. They said last night there's a diver in the water with an inner tube with the flag on it, top was sitting on the dock. I believe there needs to be a better job educating divers. Hmm. So, um, however, it's too late to put the bylaws in effect this summer. It must come to a council July 28th for approval, which is followed by a 30-day appeal period. Hopefully somebody appeals it. Uh, Residents began complaining last summer that divers, some some who were rude and obnoxious to locals have taken over the docks on side road 30 divers for the open are often part of uh, diving school stop boaters from using the docks to discourage children from swimming there said the town starts issuing diving permits and that next year the residents could come first followed by uh, the county after that they're the ones paying the taxes uh, some somebody pointed out that Big Bay Point location is popular for scuba divers, and the city tourism website advertises the deep, clear waters provide an excellent site for viewing fish among timbers from long-forgotten shipwrecks. <laughs> so yeah, they don't mind the money coming in, right? But, yeah, but don't inconvenience us. So right, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take we'll take the money, but don't. Uh... Mm. Yeah, but you know, there, there's a couple things I you know I, I'd like to point out. I mean the if you're a diver, you know, you're an ambassador to the sport and we want this sport to get more popular. You, you can't be rude. You know, just, I, I don't see any reason for being rude. No. Uh, and you, you mentioned something else. It's you're, you're sort of in a, uh, um, compromising position when you're in the water and somebody's standing up on the dock or, um, you know, when you leave your car untended and things like that, it just it just makes sense to be polite to people who are on the surface. Um, they can't help it that they don't want to go under the water. Yes, uh, but w- one thing is is I'm trying to think. You know, at first I'm like, well, what if they pass that law around here? I'm trying to think of what docks we would dive from, and and maybe it's just a little bit different down here. But we tend to avoid, I mean, we, we, we use the docks ourselves as boaters because mm-hmm. that's how we get out to the wrecks and we need a boat. We go down the ramp, so we're down there. In fact, many of the boaters don't even notice us as divers. Uh, you know, but one thing to do as a diver is look at the perspective of these boaters and think about what you're doing. Like I'm guessing by some of the things that people are complaining about that you've got divers who are probably kidding up on the dock that dock is is a public area and it's not meant to be gear storage you know you you can't bring out three bags and roll two tanks and leave them all sitting there at the end of the dock because the dock is pretty much there for the the boats to go in and out and very true and the knowledgeable boaters know that they have to stay so far away from a, a diver down flag so 
which effectively blocks off the possibly a whole section of the waterway. Yeah, so you know, maybe if we can make a suggestion to the divers is that they come up with some alternative location there or maybe they have a dock that's a little bit different, maybe they use a little bit uh slight uh location. I I have no idea how wide this area is. You know, is it one of those things where it's it's effectively 20, 30 feet wide and the divers are shutting down the river? In which case, I would definitely understand why people are getting upset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I think, I've heard stories up here that if you shut down the river, the Coast Guard is going to come after you. Right. We, we because can't, you, we're, we're, yeah, you are, you are in trouble. Yeah. It's like you can't run over somebody crossing the street. But they can't have a picnic in the middle of the road either. That's true. So, well, you know, we definitely hate to see rules that stop scuba diving. But, you know, remember, no matter where you're at, what you're doing, you affect other people. And we want to have this sport grow and, and get better for everyone. And, and while we're on that, you know, let's talk about uh, some public safety. Uh, it, I, going through the news... It was hard to find news articles that weren't about somebody, a diver missing, a diver drowning. Uh. It's just been a bad year. And, and you know, here, here's, an, here's an article, and it was on a 31-year-old scuba diver who drowned his first day in a new job getting golf balls off the bottom of a pond. We... You know, for one thing is we don't we don't want you guys to die because that's count. I mean, that's like the wrong direction. We we need more divers, not left. So if you screw up and die, that's less divers. We need more of them. But then you make bad press out there. If you if you're if you're going, you know, you're I, you're, you're full of you are you're you're a compassionate soul. I am. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're, you know, it's, I, I it, know I'm just, I'm just, it's horrible, but, but it's true. Um, you know, wow. It's, it's just, I, I just, I was reading the articles and I'm clicking on one after another, after another. And are we that out of diving shape, training, condition, common sense that we can't, that these things are happening? Cause these, these go into this. We, this this sport is a safe sport if you you if you do the training, use common sense. But it's also one of those things where you can screw up, and it's just been a lot of screw up. So is it the time of year? Is, is, I, I don't I don't know. In in this case specifically, what you know, did he get fouled up in something um, that wouldn't allow him access to the surface? Uh, but. It, yikes, you know? From this particular one, they, they said they did cut him out of his gear, but it was mm-hmm. only to make it easier to put him onto the boat. He was right. on the surface, yeah. and the inspection showed there was no air in the tank. So, did he get tangled in the bottom? I guess it's possible, but I'm just going to have to say that he ran out of air. So... You know, be be safe out there. Uh, if you know, if you haven't been diving a while, there's no shame in in taking a little refresher course. You know, ma- make sure you've got a dive buddy with you. 
if you both are rusty, both take the course together. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my soapbox. <laughs> so uh, uh, the next one is uh, for want of a thousand dollars, a new Rochelle Scuba unit out of action in two recent water and rescue recovery. Uh, the city of New Rochelle website says the police department has a scuba unit. It's a unit of a sergeant, five officers. The unit is supposed to be responsible for rescue and recovery of waters on the Long Island Sound and New Rochelle. And I had to look it up. I had this website on New Rochelle. It's like the, you, they must assume that you're only reading it because you're from there. Because I looked everywhere, contact lists, everything, and I couldn't figure it out. But it's not to me. It's not like it's a big enough city where they can just assume. It's not like it's Chicago or Detroit or New York, where you you definitely don't need to say what state it's in. But New Rochelle would be handy if we knew that you were in New York. Uh, but the the mayor, the city mayor, and the city council can expect tough questions in the wake of two recent rescues where the scuba unit sat idle. Um, mm, mm, mm. They said it's not for the lack of the $1,100 it needs to pay cost and fees associated with maintaining the scuba unit, but concerns over the appearance that the city is spending money on luxuries and difficult times, sources say. Wow. You know, I, there's a lot of things that are wasteful in the government and in uh, things like this, but eleven hundred dollars to keep a, a a rescue a water rescue team operational uh, boy that just doesn't seem like a good investment to to not do it um, because they've already got training they've already got gear eleven hundred is a drop in the bucket compared to to the investment that's already been made no doubt um, and then. <laughs> And then to not be able to utilize that for public safety just for for eleven hundred for eleven one hundred dollar bills. Certainly, I mean you could do you could do a picnic, you know, a, a bake sale, and raise eleven hundred dollars for a Scooby unit. You know, th- this website seems to be a little p- political, so there's definitely going to be another side to the story, but sure. Yeah, but you know, it, it, I think if but if it is true. And that people are saying that this is a luxury. I just don't see it. I mean, I've never thought of, I mean, do we think of firefighters having, you know, training and axes as a luxury? No, I, I don't consider our police force a luxury. I don't consider um, the municipal safety of fire, uh, you know, fire crews, uh, fire departments a luxury. Um, you know, I would, I would consider, I don't know an art fair, um, free concert, um, something like that. Maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I don't, I don't think your citizens are going to think that $1,100 of luxury and definitely anybody who gets rescued or the family, you know, the families, when somebody's missing and then they notice that you didn't put a hundred percent of the effort to go out and look for them. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think it looks too much like a, a luxury then. And it's not like there's a, a jurisdiction and they went out and said, you know what, we're going to go in these tough times and equip a scuba t- a dive team. 
You know, they didn't go out and say we're going to go provide training and gear and everything and spend $300,000 to go and get a, a unit up and running. This looks like a unit that's running. And right. They, right. They just decided not to fund or staff it. So, uh, so in contrast with that, we have an article that uh, that uh, says uh, search and rescue goes deep, and this one is in uh, is is goodness, a Santee County Sheriff's Department dive team, um, and, and and this article goes into the the training and you know where the other one had officers within the town and gear and everything and they're all set up this is a place that realized that they needed that sort of uh training and they found ways to get it so the story goes in april 2009 burglars dumped a stolen safe into the rum river between highway 95 and second avenue bridge in cambridge the county sheriff's department dive team spent two days scouring the river, discovering road signs, two bicycles, even eventually the door of the safe, but the safe itself had been swept away in the current. The incident illustrates a challenge and often dangerous work a dive team expected to handle case by case and hunt for the safe. The team is often looking for things that are nearly impossible while contending with environmental impediments. Uh, one of the divers joined a team four years ago and was dismayed by the seemingly endless number of rescue procedures to learn in general program where all members expected to handle emergency. He found out that within a team there was a large cadre of rescue and recovery divers. Having been a scuba diver for his own three years, he was excited by the discovery until he started talking to the divers. Uh, they weren't active. They were kind of dropping out. He approached the sheriff, amended to propose a rejuvenating the dive team, he told uh, that he would support their efforts, but he had to come up with a team and the financing on his own. Minnesota has a strong community of divers. Uh, they met fellow enthusiasts at the dive shop and two have since teamed up with a few divers that could bring the team together and join his instructor. Investment in the CUNY early in 2007 after striking a deal with his wife. <laughs> and this is what I thought was interesting. She says, if I can have a horse, you can get some scuba gear. <laughs> And it just, yeah. it, it remarkably parallels my own life. And I hate to say it, but uh, she probably got the, <laughs> I, I probably got to be careful what I say here. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> what listen. What you say, May, or can Oh, it will definitely haunt me. I know that. Uh, uh, but uh, but they're saying that they're, they're figuring for this type of uh, training, the team members supply their own equipment. The estimated cost is around nine thousand per person, and then the the sheriff's department is providing them with some tools when they lack them. Uh, they recently acquired a side scan sonar, ooh, and uh, so but that's kind of the gist of it. So we had the one where the one story where they couldn't come up with eleven hundred dollars to fund an existing team, and here you've got people in the community so dedicated to it that they're coming up with their own money. Yeah, and and uh, doing a lot of the supplying, you know, it's a volunteer, uh, a volunteer system, and uh, they dedicate more than just their personal time. It's it's their resources. Yeah, 
And then even in the comments, if you go down to this article and read the comments, they have some people thanking the sheriff's department for the, uh, you know, for some of the gear they have bought the volunteers, such as the full uh, face mask. Those those can be quite expensive. Yes. Okay. And then here's this last story, which is Shark Week. Yay! So Shark Week. Shark Week is upon us. Uh, and and we'll just have the link there so you can go and see it. And this was the South Carolina Aquarium. Uh, the sharks, uh, they've gotten a tank, and you can watch scuba divers dive with them. But what caught my attention on the headline was, uh, you know, this I, I have what was before Discovery Channel started doing their Shark Week. Did we ever talk about Shark Week? No. No. So they, and- and you know, there's there's people who are even up in arms about the negative light that it throws on sharks, and that's one thing that when I read this article, I was going to ask you about. Do you have a more positive or a more negative view of sharks after being exposed to uh, the Discovery Shark Week year after year? Yeah, I've watched a few of the programs, and as mm-hmm. much as I as I'm an underwater person. As a kid, I used to I watched enough shows on sharks that by the time Shark Week came came around or Shark, you know when the because what, what year was that? It seems like I can remember it was like the mid '80s when they they came up with Shark Week, and by that time it was like there wasn't it wasn't really anything new. It was you know guys in cages with cameras filming sharks, right. and that really never. You know, I, I, I haven't done it. You know, I, I, I might want to do a shark dive. I don't want to do one where they're necessarily, you know, drawing the sharks out of a natural habitat and getting them to, to go and visit divers. I think there's some place in between. I think it's okay to be, to have tour operators that, uh, allow you to get near the sharks, but, uh, you know, uh, there has to be some balance between, you know, chumming and, you know, and feeding, but, uh, to kind of get to your, the answer your question of whether it, I have a more positive or negative view. I've always kind of had a, a positive view of sharks, but like, like, you know, I don't think it, I don't see how it would create a more negative view. I don't, you know, I think ignorance is what makes people negative about sharks. Right. Uh, I think the more you see about them, you, you realize what they are. I think some people tend to put, a human personality to the sharks and that's not really what they are. They're an animal out there trying to live and their lifestyle is to eat things that fit in their mouth. They're a predator. Exactly. So, you know, as they get pinched out of their natural ecosystem and say it's lean times, there's not as much food, they might have to go in areas they wouldn't normally like to go to. So... I don't consider a shark neither good nor evil, but, uh, right. you know, I definitely don't want them chomping on my leg, but, uh, uh, I, I, cause I, I see people on both ends of the extreme. I see some people who think they should all be killed. Uh, you know, in fact, I, th- I think we should post a video up on the website, you know, discouraging like shark finning. I mean, something like right. that just drives me nuts where they, they take and cut the fin of the shark. So you've got this 99% of the animal gets thrown back in the water and they take this little bit of fin just so somebody can have a seasoning in their soup. 
Right. Sometimes alive too. Yeah. I. You know. After after seeing Shark Week, yeah, it, it glamorizes and it exposes sharks to some, I guess, some unnatural things. But I've got more appreciation for the variety of sharks and, uh, you know, in in the habitat that they have to uh, make do with, I guess, and in some of the things that we go through. Uh, through to to make things tough on them the finning the you know the some of the the aggressive fishing and things like that um you know they're the biggest predators out there and and they need to uh be kind of unmolested from from us to help keep things in balance there um you know i, I believe that things will seek their own level the ebb and flow of of uh, nature and um you take the biggest predator out of the picture and that's not good for anybody. Exactly. I think it's been a good promotion for discovery. I think it, it creates oh, some attention. Yeah. And then you have people who like sharks. So, I mean, if that's mm-hmm. something you like, if you like dogs, if you like sharks, if you like antelope and that, and you enjoy seeing them on TV, I think that's, it's a great show. I think it's appropriate for, uh, you know, somebody who's doing some studying of it, uh, to, to go out there and get in a cage and and you know maybe chum and bait the the sharks to to see what they got up but uh, yeah I, I, I see it as a as a positive thing uh, but you know my, my thought on the article is just how it, it, it's gone from just a discovery show week thing to you know everybody is kind of trying to capitalize on it yes so uh, maybe maybe we need to have our own uh, week uh, promotion or something maybe that's what we need to <laughs> get some activity yeah we so, can do it on shark week so that's it for the news sorry about the whole uh <laughs> the rant on safety but you know it just it just drives me nuts seeing all this negative press about diving we can do it's well know, yeah we're, we're so much better than that so uh so everybody out there remember just just be safe. You know, we're not, we just, we say at the end of the show, but it's not just to say it. It's, it's, it's go out. Right. And, and you touched on it. It is a, it's a safe sport. If, you know, you stay within the guidelines, if, you know, you don't screw up if, because the, the, the price to be paid for stepping outside of, of those bounds is, uh, irreversible in many cases. Now, one thing is, is I have to say, as I was, as I get up out, out upset about you know these f- reports of fatalities, mm-hmm. I don't seem to be when there's details and it's something done deeper. You know, that, that's a little a contradiction, but you know if somebody's on a deep wreck and they're doing something risky, and say something went bad or you know I don't know why that doesn't bother me as much as you know something that I perceive as being a simpler, you know, part of diving. You know, it's like, well, it's like yeah. as the risk increases, you expect the fatalities or to increase, but it, it doesn't seem to be that way. It seems to be the, the riskier diving tends to have less fatalities than some of it. And then maybe it's just based on pure numbers, you know, 90% well, of everybody, out there diving is you know tropical summer diving yeah but look at it <clears throat> look look at uh 
in our experience, what kind of planning goes into a more difficult dive, whether it's uh, um, an ice dive or a deeper dive, or um, what type of planning to you, planning do you do for um, a, a dive that's no deeper than 10 feet in perfectly calm water? Well, um, I, I think is there a certain a level of uh, uh, overconfidence in some of the shallower dives? Um, that that just invites a mistake, a glaring mistake that you would have caught any other time had your awareness been up where it should be all the time. I think that's a good point. I I, I could see that playing an effect that people are a little overconfident. I know I I would be a, a little bit more confident in the shallower dives than a deeper dive. So you know maybe that maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but let's go out there and and not have these these accidents happen. Now on to dive some dive talk and last week was an is it was an exciting dive week, wasn't it? So how many dives did you get in? Actually, I got one in, but it was uh it was short and sweet and uh, but I won't soon forget it. I can assure you that. Where did you go? We we went out to Pawpaw, uh, PPL oh. as uh, Mac will put up, um, and it truly the visibility truly is horrible. Uh, <laughs> we, we, when did you do that? Was it Sunday? Yeah, we went out Sunday. We we were gonna we were planning on doing um, a dive off of uh, Michigan City in Lake Michigan, right? Yep. We were planning on uh, hitting the Muskegon, which is a, a wreck of uh, it was an old steamer, wasn't it? Yeah, that uh, had gone down uh, about a quarter mile offshore. Weather conditions just did not cooperate. Um, bad conditions Saturday. I wouldn't have been able to to dive on Saturday anyway. But uh, so that didn't really break my heart. But Sunday, um, actually, I think the weather kicked up a little bit worse. Uh, they had some some good uh, waves and rip currents and things like that, and we just decided not to do it. Um, so we we took a, just a, a little family pleasure boat trip to Pawpaw Lake and snuck some dive gear on board as a stowaway. Ah, and, uh, good idea. You know, we yeah we anchored out in uh, Little Eleni Bay um, that we've been to quite a few times and uh, laid back and caught some sun and then uh, geared up and and jumped in Josh and I. So did, did and you, I? Go ahead. Did you did you try the margarita? effect <laughs> no no uh, we what what happened was we jumped in and uh the water at the surface was mid mid 80s oh my god bath water um now does this without a wetsuit yeah there was that's our first problem we, we jumped in without the wetsuit we kind of puddled around and visibility was so poor that um oh. you could at arm's length lose sight of the anchor line okay so that's that's pretty poor um we we went down um i had his hand locked over the anchor line and and my hand was locked over his so that we were always in constant contact and we dropped down um the thermal climb was probably maybe 12 feet i would guess And it hit us like a ton of bricks. Oh, uh, it was cold. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Um, 
but uh, Josh had had a problem clearing his uh, clearing his ears um, or equalizing, and uh, so we didn't stay there very long, and it didn't hurt my feelings because the visibility was just so bad, um, and you know there was some boat traffic going on, so while normally it wouldn't be a big issue uh, to to be separated or pushed away off the anchor line with boat traffic and things like that. I didn't feel that that was a good uh, a good opportunity for, uh, yeah. for fun. Yeah. So we, we came up and we just kind of puddled around at about 8 to 10 feet for a few more minutes and then uh, um, called it. Wow. <laughs> so it, it counts as a dive, but boy, you know, it was just... Uh, Yep. Pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> I I hear you. I can I can understand that. Now you brought up a good point, which was like in that visibility because I've had that same thing. You're down below, and the sound underwater just carries so far. So you hear that sound of mosquitoes or buzzing bees, right? And you know yep. that there's a prop with these blades flailing around somewhere in the water, and you yep. don't know where that is in relation to you. So you're you're hoping that people are respecting the the dive flag. But then yes. also you have to respect the dive flag as a diver, meaning that you can't venture away from that. And when you have vis that right. bad, you don't know how far away you're getting. You can't look up and see a boat over you. Or so, uh, you know, so it almost makes sense this time of year that even with a boat with a flag on it, it makes sense to have something that you tow behind. Uh, yeah. Another one. So uh, it's a, it's a good that's a good reminder to make sure we bring something like that. I didn't get any diving, and I was planning on doing a couple days of diving last weekend. I had kind of had it all figured out and worked out, and, uh, you know, Saturday got scrubbed, so it moved to Sunday, and then it moved right. to Sunday about the only time of the day I had anything else planned, so I was kind of in hot water all the way up to the moment that it got scrubbed. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was kind of like I was getting the looks, because I said... Well, because I, I was I was obligated to do a couple works, uh, a couple hours of uh, work. Community uh, service. Community service, yeah. So it was a couple things like, hey, come on over, do this. I was helping somebody. Uh, they've got a, a derby car, a demolition derby car, and they needed some help with it. So they said, how long? I said, right. oh, a couple hours. So I thought, yeah, I can get over there, get it in. You know, it's right there by where we're going to dive. So I was an hour away. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's all good. And then I just got the, you know, I thought, here I thought I had everything all planned out and I was getting the stare. Oh. So, yeah. It's like, I, you know what? I, and she goes, well, I live up to my obligations. What? What, what wasn't, I was going, you know, you know, two <laughs> yeah, hours doesn't have, take, yeah, I know. Yeah, but you're viewing it through your dive mask. Exactly. Everything is, and is that, uh, and that distorted. Is, that is kind of got like a pink hue to it. It's a little rose-colored. See? Yeah. So, got to be cautious because yeah. it, what it does do, it it uh, it keeps you from viewing things from the side that can flank you and hit you like a truck. Um, so you want to keep your field of vision wide open. Well, and, uh, that, and that 7 mil, even though it is padding, doesn't do much for a brick or a bat. Well, no, because, you know, once those things get a, a moving, an object in motion tends to stay in motion. Um, and it hurts. And a skull crushed by a brick is very painful. It is still a skull crushed. Yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, yeah, 
Uh, so it might not have been a bad thing that the dive was canceled. But yeah, they were saying uh, two to four feet growing to four to six feet. And from what I heard of people out there, they said, oh, my gosh, it was. So, Well, yeah, and, and not to put, put too dark of a, a spin on it, you know, um, up near us there was a, a swimmer um, that lost his life. In, uh, I believe he got caught up in a rip current. And um, I had been hearing the Marine forecast on Sunday was showing three to six. And I had heard um of some eight footers north of us and into the south where we were going to be it was uh, supposed to be building similarly um so not a good day to be diving out uh diving in uh, in a out of small boats well and then that that comes up to another a topic that i'd like to cover which is where is the good diving this time of year uh because i was so we got you know the week before we gotten blown off the lake as we call it, right. and went yep. to Lake 16, and Viz was terrible. You were in Paw Paw, which I think Viz has been poor there for a good part of the year already. But yep. it it was it worse than you had seen earlier. Yeah. Oh, uh, there was there was there was no visibility. I mean, um, like I said, literally <clears throat> lost the anchor line at an arm's length. So. Um, <sighs> Yeah, so, so, but so, where are we? You, you can't go in the river, you know, because nope. the, the the river is going to be chocolate brown. Plus, you stop traffic, so you can't go in the river. Uh, the the ponds in the area are pretty terrible. I heard uh, who was it? Mac was in Singer Lake. Uh, Mac, he, Mac was there. Yep. Yeah, he said that that would have been pretty bad. You got Pawpaw has been bad. Uh, you know, Lake Michigan, I I think for us is it, but you have to the weather has to work for you. So here I here we are in prime diving season. You know, it's it's nice this time of year because you're not freezing before you go in or when you get out. Uh, it just it's 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 much better time of the year. So this should be the strong time of the year for diving for us. And then when you have a weekend where the weather just doesn't. Uh, favor you there's it's hard to to find another spot as the spring it seemed to be you know you could go out in the lake or you could go in even in the winter it seemed like you know as long as it wasn't a blizzard we could cut a hole nice <laughs> you know in the in the visibility was uh is simply amazing yeah. um under the ice and uh, i'm i know it's going to be cold but i'm looking forward to it I, i've read a couple of articles this past week and uh it's got me yearning for for some cold water. You know, and that's sick. <laughs> it is. Well, and I, I'm starting to get the same way. It's like you know, I'm I'm planning all the dives. In fact, I, I'm even starting to, you know, organize some gear and some spots because we we could be diving as much or more in the winter again. Yep. Than we were. The, the, I think the difference is, I think bottom time tends to be longer in the summer, but dive frequency if you just call a dive a dive i think i had more in the winter right right and i would agree with that so i would agree ah, it's a it's a little sad everybody in different parts of the country what are you doing when you know are there peaks and valleys to your dive season and what are you doing uh also I'd, I'd be interested to hear from uh maybe rick at white star or uh you know some of these other quarries how are they faring? Uh, we did. Right. Uh, when did when did we do dive in August? 
Was that when we first got certified? Was that an August dive we did? Yes. It yeah. was late summer. Mm-hmm. And, and that didn't seem to be too bad of visibility over at Gilboa. No, it didn't. Um, so maybe that maybe this is just telling us that we need to be dive. doing some yep. quarry diving season. The challenge for, yeah. for me on the quarry dive is just not like my dives have been short day dives, but that's just uh, you know you know a trek to go out there. So maybe we need to be uh, figuring out how we uh, you know start earlier in the morning to get a morning dive and then come back and be back some time of the day. Before, you know, a reasonable time of evening. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And, and one thing I would like to figure out is we start talking about, uh, you know, moving back into the winter diving season of, of ice dives and cold dives is, you know, how do some of the guys, how do you guys uh, that have been doing it for a while get geared so that you can make it a, uh, not an all day affair. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of being able to drop out and, and go for a for a 45 minute swim and uh, pack it up and still be able to do something within the hour or, or whatever. So you're uh, you're referring to how do you, how to cut down on that prep time for the prep time the ice dive. Yep, and pick up time when you're done. Maybe not so much the ice dives because you've you've got a certain amount of uh, I would call the, the ice shanty um, mm-hmm. safety gear. I mean, because you get out and uh, to have a a dry, protected place to get out of your wet gear and into dry, uh, cold weather clothes um, makes all the difference in the world. You know, that way you don't have, uh, you don't freeze to death while you're waiting for the next diver or uh, what have you. But, uh, so there may be no way around that, but, you know, some of the other ones, you know, like, dropping in to do river dives or whatever as it is it starts to get colder and the boat traffic drops off and the visibility opens up yeah i'm actually looking forward to when did we do the uh the dives there at the dam i'm at the dam at the bridge uh, is that september or was it later well, let's see. it was cold it was getting cold already it was getting cold but it didn't seem to be yeah, it was it was a little nippy. I remember going afterwards for some soup. So, yeah, so maybe it was school. Yeah, I will we'll look that up and we can say something about it next time, but uh yeah. So actually another thing that prompts this is uh Kurt and I uh I need to use it for some vacation time. So, you know, and and he he actually called me. You know, I I'm obsessed, yeah. but we're not the only ones. He called right. me and he goes he, he was just saying how bummed he was that we didn't get to dive on the Muskegon, that he had that he couldn't wait till this weekend to go diving again. So we had picked a, f- a few days, and we didn't connect on Tuesday. Uh, I was going to try and take today off, but I had something at work come up that I had to be there. So I've actually got tomorrow off to go right. to go and do some diving. Uh, hopefully he, he calls me and, and we get something planned, but... I know what it's going to be. Is it's going to be kind of like me and my wife when we're trying to figure out where we want to go eat for dinner. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? And then we'll list every place off, and neither of us will, you know, because I, you know, so sh- should I mention Papa as the first option? I would. I can hear the <laughs> eyes roll now. <laughs> <laughs> or rattle. Yeah, I'll just say, yeah. hey, how about, so Papa's out. Uh, 
he mentioned uh, he was saying you know about the only lake he thought inside because we're gonna we were talking about shore dive because you know yeah. ne- neither of us are gonna have boats for diving so uh, he's, he's like Gall Lake and yeah you know, may, maybe Gall Lake maybe that's I don't know maybe that what that's like turned into yeah I'll, I'll give him a, Gall Lake's not too bad Lake sixteen no, I'm I'm <laughs> I, I'm pretty not I'm not too excited about going back there uh, yeah. Well, as soon as the visibility opens up again. Um, oh, oh yeah. There's nothing against the dive site. It was just plain short uh, vis. You know, and I and I, you know, another couple weeks, and if I haven't gotten a dive in, then you know, I'm I'm diving and putting. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I don't. The, the visibility requirement goes down. Well, but, I, uh, you know, now that we're pretty much, you know, up to date on skills, and you know, we're not buying any new gear. I'm more than ready just to. I can tell you, I think I would, uh, I wouldn't mind planning a, a dive, uh, just to go work on low or no viz, uh, diving, um, drop in, drop in on top of the platform and, uh, you know, work on a couple things with, uh, without the, the visual cues to, to help do things. I think that would be good practice, you know, not do a sightseeing dive, but, uh, do it as a a skill builder. The nice thing about, about Lake 16 is that, you know, there's no overhead. So Mm -hmm. if you have to come up, you're going to be fine. So, I mean, that dive we did, uh, with Kirk, that's a, that's a good one. If you want to do a low fizz dive, get some practice in, uh, cause at that platform at 20 feet, there, there was no viz. It was like what you saw in Pawpaw. You know, <laughs> you, you lose hands. And the last time we had viz that bad, I have to say, it was when we were in a river in the spring during the thaw. Okay. I think, I think that has got to be the worst viz. Well, that and then uh, when Mac and I, after the uh, weed kill in Pawpaw, were the were that that was pretty bad. But right. Well, what I was wondering is maybe is the uh, how's the pier there by by Silver Beach? Is that I'm wondering if that might not be a bad spot? I don't know. I think uh, I'll bet you Mac could. There we go. Mac is back. Um, Mac would be able to tell you what the conditions are off of uh, the south pier. What well, um, Mac saying? Yeah, and maybe I might have to do Papa like. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 paging them out there. So, uh, speaking of that, you know, so Friday, I'll I'll try and have something in. Hopefully, I got a dive to talk about next week. I've got some errands to run, which could sneak into all day if I'm not careful. But uh, uh, I'm going to try and get a, a dive in tomorrow. Uh, he's saying depends on the wind direction. That makes sense. You know, if you have it going the wrong right. way. Um, but how about the weekend? Is there any dives planned for the weekend? Not that I've heard of. It's been pretty quiet. Uh, guys have been pretty quiet. So I think Saturday, I don't say Saturday's out, but Saturday would have to be very early, but yeah. Sunday is a possibility. But, you know, I, I've, we're, we're going out of town Saturday night, so... You know, it'll be Sunday late day or Saturday early day. Ah. So, or, and or. <laughs> <laughs> so, Max, Max in the chat room. 
so where where did you go today? Were you at Pawpaw today, Mac? Of course, this is exciting radio as we chat with people in the chat room describing right. <laughs> what's going on. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's pretty much it for for diving. Uh, we we need to get some road trips. See, this is where I like to have like a backup plan. But the other challenge is, I think, as we get into the summer, uh, there's other there's so much conflicting with the time. You know, I was actually, you know, when you first think about diving, you think about scuba diving in the summer has been when you're going to do it. But it seems like the time has been tough and the conditions haven't been the the best. Right. So, uh, I'm I'm just I'm sorry. I'm just whiny. I'm just whiny this week. It's okay. <laughs> it's really, you gotta really, let it out. You know, so I guess I can handle it. It's like I, my, my Twitter post this week, it was like, you know, divers log day nine. I'm in with right. all because I can't, I can't dive. Oh, you'll get so, it. I'll get fine. it. We'll be okay. So, and we also got to get some uh, guests back on the show. Yeah, I got to get up and do that. I've been I've been preoccupied with work. Work's been going crazy, and and then I'm I'm juggling all this new computer gear and software around that I've been doing. So we'll have some great stuff coming up. So hang in there. We'll get we'll get some more interesting content up. Uh, playing around more and more with video all the time. So we'll have another uh, lineup with some video that kind of goes with some of the the podcasts. So, you have you have anything else, Jim? Before we uh, head on to the best part of the show? No, I I that's about it. That's about it. So, what time is it? Uh, it's time for the bad scuba joke of the week. Right on. So, and I'm reading this off this laptop so here we go <laughs> I don't know why reading it off a laptop makes a difference but just thought I'd say that so as I'm like reading the beginning of this I'm thinking of all the bad uh, a pirate and a diver walk into a bar <laughs> a scuba diver meets a pirate in a bar and they take turns telling about their adventures on the sea the diver notes that the pirate has a peg leg a hook and an eye patch the diver asks, so how did you end up with that peg leg? The pirate replies, we were out in a storm at sea and we were swept overboard and headed for Davy Jones' locker. Just as me men were pulling me out, a shark bit my leg off. Wow, says a diver. What about the hook? The pirate went on, we were boarding an enemy ship and we were battling away the sailors with swords. One enemy cut my hand off. Incredible, says the diver. How do you get the eye patch? Arr, there's a seagull dropping, fell into my booty of my eye. Replied the pirate. The diver looks confused. He says, you lost your eye to a seagull dropping? Shiver me timbers, said the pirate. It was my first day with a hook. Uh, so. Uh, you good, know, that, that's not all that bad. <laughs> you're, you're not saying it's good, are you? Well, no. I, that would... That would so, yeah, so if you thought it was good, then the delivery would probably killed it. So. You're right. There's always room for it to get worse. It's okay. okay. So, yeah, this is just a moderate stinky. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nah, we won't go there. 
<laughs> no, don't go there. Don't go there. Uh, so go out there and get wet. And dive safe. Call recording has been completed.